It seems like every day there's a new news story about how people are taking a hard look at their jobs. Pundits call it the great resignation or the big quit. But whatever the name, more and more people are leaving their jobs in search of something new or better. I'm Ryan Tarkowski, and on today's edition of the Pennsylvania Prisons and Parole podcast, we're joined by Captain Dennis Reichert. He's in charge of a new DOC Recruitment and Retention Division, which was created by our department to take advantage of the new way Pennsylvanians are looking at work and to attract the next generation of corrections officers to the DOC. Captain Reichert, thanks for being here today. Can you start by telling us about your career and what brought you into your current position with the DOC? I started with the Department of Corrections in 2004. Uh, I entered in as a correction officer trainee, made my way through the ranks as a correction officer one, two, and three, all at SCI Frackville. Um, my last position was the critical incident manager and the training lieutenant at SCI Frackville. I did that job for approximately six years, and that led me to the ambition to do the job that I'm in right now. So you started as a correctional officer, now you're uh, responsible for hiring the next generation of correctional officers, but not just COs, right? There's other positions. Right. Our unit is going to specifically focus on correction officer trainees, uh, parole agents, and community correction center monitors as well. So you came up as a CO. What was your favorite part of doing that job? I'm going to say the camaraderie. The fact that you uh, enter inside a facility uh, for eight hours a day and you become best friends with your coworkers and those that you depend on every single day. Uh, if, they're not your, if they're not your close friends now, they will be your best friend in about five years from now. Kind of that shared experience, right? Correct, correct. Um, when you talk to your friends and family um, about the job, I think there's probably a lot of misconceptions out there from what they see on TV or in the movies. I always hear that you know, that's not an accurate portrayal of what goes on inside a prison. What's some of the biggest misconceptions you run into out there about life as a correctional officer? So one of the biggest misconceptions uh, of corrections is the, the term guard. Uh, you're just a guard at the prison. Uh, we're not just guards. We're corrections officers. Uh, we deal with the everyday aspect of, of, a, of an inmate's life. We're counselors. We're security we're therapists when it comes down to it. We are with them eight hours a day, uh, basically 24-7. There's always somebody in there that they're dealing with one-on-one constantly throughout the day. So we're not just guards in a jail aspect. We're corrections officers inside the facility. So you also mentioned you're hiring for parole agents and community corrections centers monitors. We call them CCCMs around here, right? Um, what are the main responsibilities of those two jobs? So CCCM's uh, monitors, uh, they are there to uh, provide security in their facilities, uh, in their halfway houses, so you could say, and observe and report. They're there to do almost the same job as a corrections officer, but to help guide them to the specific person uh, or, or persons that they need to address their issues. They are in the community. Uh, they're out there in the public. They're not. Uh, they're not locked up 24/7. They're there to help integrate them into the communities to be uh, productive citizens of society. So, kind of like that transition back into society from uh, being incarcerated back into living on their own. Right. And Pennsylvania was one of the first 
first states to implement the uh, CCC uh, aspect, uh, halfway house or intermediate punishment. Uh, they went to the halfway house community correction center uh, aspect of it, and in lieu of returning back to a facility, they could go to the halfway house instead. So the monitors work at the CCCs, the community correction centers, and the parole agents kind of assist in that transition as well, right? Correct. Parole, the parole agents are out there. Um, they're doing their, their checks with all the re-entrants, um, making sure that they're uh, being productive citizens, following up with their home plans, uh, work plans, things like that. And connecting them to the resources in the community they need. Correct. Right. So back to correctional officer trainees, what does a prospective COT need to know about the application and screening process? So at this time, the, the application process is a little lengthier than, than we'd like. Uh, we're, we're actively working on it as we speak, uh, but there's postings on uh, www.employment.pa.gov. Uh, you could filter that for the Department of Corrections. Or you go to our corrections website, which is www.cor.pa.gov slash careers. Uh, that has a link in there that takes you to all the open COT positions throughout the state. Uh, postings are put up per facility uh, for 15 days. You have an opportunity to apply during that time frame. Uh, there's no exam anymore. There's no physical fitness test. Uh, you apply to the posting. Once it comes down, somebody from HR will reach out to you to self-schedule your own interview to the facility that you chose. Uh, you attend the interview. At that point, you start the medical, uh, psych, and background checks. Uh, after all that comes back, uh, they'll send you a conditional offer with a start date at your facility. So for the three jobs, correctional officer, trainees, community correction center monitors, and parole agents, what sort of folks are you looking for? Individuals that are dedicated, uh, individuals that are willing to work. Um, most law enforcement jobs have, uh, they do uh, some sort of flex schedule, uh, whether we're working first shift, second shift, or third shift. Uh, weekends, holidays are all included. Um, most facilities, uh, they have a flex schedule or a rotating schedule where you'll be off some days this week and, and different days next week. The schedules are, are posted in advance. You have your work schedule for the next couple of months, sometimes years, so you know your days that you're going to be off and your days that you're going to be working so you can plan your, plan your family life around that. All right, so the big question, money, right? We all have jobs because we want to bring home that paycheck. And these jobs, I kind of look at it as a one-way ticket to the middle class because you have an opportunity to make some real money early on in your career. Yes, as far as when you break down between monitors, officers, and parole agents, uh, that's the progression that they go that the wages are go through. Monitors being around roughly around $18 an hour. Uh, officers are, are $22, $28 to start. Uh, that includes your $1.25 shift differential. And then parole agents are a few steps above that. Um, but as far as an officer is concerned, you will uh, you'll start out at, at 22, 28 an hour, and then there's roughly two roughly two raises a year. It'll be on uh, on an anniversary date, and uh, usually in July. Talk to us a little bit about the the training for correctional officer trainees. We have a training facility in Elizabethtown, Lancaster County, right? Correct. So there are ten training classes a year for 
correction officer trainees. Uh, monitors can attend. Monitors get to attend the same training class. Uh, Pearl has three training classes a year, all held at the same location. After you're hired, you will do uh, a week or two at your facility. Uh, after those two weeks at the facility, you're going to do uh, orientation, observation, uh, get to meet all the staff in the facility. Uh, after that, you go down to the academy. So trainees are down there for five weeks. They put you up in a room. Uh, they feed you three meals a day. Uh, you don't have to pay for any lodging, uh, no, no meals. You're paid with, from the department your first day starting, so you get paid the whole five weeks you're down to training. Uh, you'll go through policy and procedures, uh, scenarios, firearms, AMAC, uh, OC, things like that. After those five weeks down the academy, you will go back to your facility, you'll do one week of observation. During that one week of observation, you're gonna observe the post that you're gonna do the following week. So you get this uh, shadow of another officer, see what you're gonna be doing the next week and learn from him exactly how to do that job. After that, you get into the phase trainings. So you'll do phase, phase two, phase three, phase four. Phase two is all uh, direct observation, so you have a sergeant above you. Uh, you do six weeks on one shift, six weeks on another, and rotate back and forth. The whole time through those training phases, you have a training sergeant that's going to come to you every single day and make sure that your objectives and your trainings are being completed. You'll be observed by a sergeant on the unit every day to make sure that you're doing the right things. You'll have mentors assigned to you. Uh, that way you have somebody to go to if you're struggling and you'll also have a recruiter that's going to be checking on you every week so you have constant communication with your training staff uh, your recruiter and your mentor so you're not left in there in, in the dark we don't push we don't send you into the jail by yourself and say hey or good luck we help you along the way and basically hold you hand hold your hand from the time you applied until the time you turn over and promote to a correction officer one and what's that whole process? How long is somebody in the correctional officer trainee classification before they progress to correctional officer one? Probationary period is one year. One year from the day you start. So again, you'll start, just say January 1st, you're going to do your eight weeks of phase one, which is observation, orientation, and the training academy. Uh, a few weeks of phase two, phase three, phase four, and so on, all the way up to uh, January of next year. And with a successful completion of the OJT program, you're promoted to a correction officer one. On that subject of the OJT program, it's on-the-job training. It's apprenticeship program approved by Labor and Industries, so you get, you get the approved amount of training hours to be apprenticed as a correction officer. Um, in addition to that, if you're a military or a veteran, you could use your GI Bill towards that apprenticeship program and get paid from the military from your GI Bill every month that you're in the correction officer training program. And talk about the career path. Um, you started off as a CEO and now you're kind of in that management uh, realm. I've met a lot of unit managers throughout the department that started off as correctional officers. You're not necessarily stuck in one track once you get into the DOC, right? No, once you enter into, into the Department of Corrections, there's a multitude of areas that you could transfer into. Uh, activities, uh, corrections counselors, maintenance, culinary, anything you could think of. Everything that's out there to run a small city, we have it inside of each facility. So uh, auto mechanics to educational teachers, everything is in there. Uh, 
Correction officer training is your foot into the door into employment with the Commonwealth. And you have a whole new team that is helping people get in that door, right? Talk to me about your, your new team, the recruitment and retention division. Yeah, so it started out with myself. I'm the supervisor of the unit. I'm going to have 15 lieutenants. Uh, they start early October. They'll be regionalized, roughly five in each region. Those lieutenants are going to be inside your facility, inside your community correction center, and inside your parole offices to uh, discuss issues that you might be having when it comes to morale or retention issues. Uh, they'll also follow up with all the probationary employees every week, uh, make sure that they're getting their training, make sure that the facilities are including them in on things, uh, make sure they're progressing through the training phases as they should be, and more importantly, make sure that they have a make sure that they have a sound understanding of their role in the Department of Corrections. And that's so important, right? Recruitment is one side of the coin to get people in that door, but the retention side of things to keep people, uh, it's no good to get people uh, to apply and to start the job if they don't stay. You know, retention is just as important, if not more important, than recruitment. We can recruit all the people we want, but if we can't get those quality staff that are working inside now or just about to start working inside to stay, then we're going to have this problem forever. Um, and that's where the retention aspect comes into things. Our staff want to feel appreciated. They want to know that their supervisors know who they are and know what a good job they're doing. And that's where my team is going to come into play. Talking with Captain Denny Reichert, the supervisor of the DOC's new Recruitment and Retention Division. It's a significant investment into recruitment that is new for the DOC. Why was it important to stand up a division like yours? Historically, the Department of Corrections uh, didn't have their own recruitment division. We've done job fairs, we've done events, uh, we've attended some things uh, historically, but we've never had 15 or 16 designated personnel to focus solely on recruitment and retention. Uh, and again, it's not just for officers inside the facility. We're, we're attacking the parole, uh, CCC areas, and hopefully in the future, one day it'll be all the Department of Corrections. So when I drive up and down the uh, I-81 or I-83 and I, I pass warehouses or gas stations and they have signs that say, we're starting at $25 an hour for certain shifts, how do you compete when you're talking to a young person, a recent college grad or even somebody without a college degree that uh, sees these signs and, and they say, well, why would I want to go work in a facility if I can go to the gas station and make the same starting wage? So we're going to show them the progression of the pay scales. Just like your big box stores and your big warehouses out there that are advertising for up to $25 an hour. Uh, you started up to $22.28 at the DOC uh, as an officer. It's $21.03 is your starting rate and it's a $1.25 shift differential. You're going to work second shift your first year, so you are going to work, earn $22.28 an hour. In addition to that, after one year you're promoted. Um, the raises that you get throughout the year, you're going to earn an additional $2.44 one year from the day you start. So you're almost at $25 an hour after one year. If you go back in the pay scales and the progression, a CO1 that started 10 years ago uh, with a high school diploma or a GED started out somewhere around $16 an hour, $17 an hour. He got over an $18 an hour raise since then. So almost $2 a year he's going to earn for the first 10 years. And then it just keeps going up from there. And there's retirement involved, right? That you might not get another job's worth a job with the DOC because you have that Commonwealth uh, backing. 
Absolutely. And that's another misconception some people have out there, even our current employees. Uh, back in 2019, the Commonwealth changed to a hybrid program or a 401k program. Law enforcement, corrections officers, parole, and CCC monitors all fall under the same retirement concept. They start out with a retirement of 2% a year. Uh, they have the option to buy up their first, I think it's first 45 days, they could buy up to 2.5%. That's my retirement. That's your retirement. When we started, it was 20 years in and 50 years old. You would get 2.5% of your salary every year that you worked. So a CEO that did 20 years in, he's going to get 50% of his highest paid salary. New hires are exactly the same. But in, the only difference is instead of being 20 and 50, their timeline is 25 and 55. But they still have the option to buy up to that 2.5% your first 45 days. They still get the same benefits that you and I get. They still get a lump sum at the end of the year and then a guaranteed pension after that. Speaking of guaranteed pensions, they're vested after 10 years. So after 10 years in the state service, you're going to get paid that 2.5% a year for the rest of your life. When you're out in job fairs and, and talking to the young people, do you find that they are receptive to that? Or is it hard to get through and, and to get them to think long-term versus short-term? In, in a way, it's hard to address the retirement issues. Uh, some young kids, they're not looking at it. They're looking at the money. And, and the opportunity to make some money in the Department of Corrections is definitely there. There's always going to have the opportunity to work overtime. And there's guys out there that work tons of overtime. When you speak of retirement, I try to push the fact of retirement at an early age. When I tell a, a new hire that I'm going to be 50 years old and can retire and make close to $100,000 a year for the rest of my life, they look at me like they're dumbfounded. Uh, that could be them. That could easily be them. So I'm relatively new to corrections. I've been here a little bit over a year now, and a lot of the people that I meet, it's very interesting to me because they say, you know, I've been with the department for 15, 20 years, but my uncle or dad or cousin or sister, they're also over at this jail or they work in probation or they work in the community correction center. seems like it runs in the family. Is Do you find that our own staff are some of the, the best recruiters out there? Absolutely. And, and numbers have shown that, historical data has shown that, uh, that close to 50% of our of our attendees to job fairs and events and applications uh, are all from previous staff members or current staff members. They've all been referred to. The benefit package that we have, uh, I always say it's a hidden gem. I mean, it's the best kept secret in the Commonwealth. Once you get into the door, the benefits that we have are, are out of this world. All right, so I'm probably a little bit too old to start a career as a correctional officer trainee or a parole agent or a community correction center monitor. But young Kurt Bope is over in the corner. He's our executive producer. He's, uh, we're going to pretend this is a job fair. We've got uh, two minutes that you have to talk to him before he moves on to the next table. I want you to sell him on a career with the DOC as we wrap up. So if first thing I want to identify is, is what he's looking for. Is he looking for money? Are you looking to work for $25 an hour? You might be able to work at one of those big box stores for $25 an hour. But guess what? In 10 years from now, you're going to be making $26 an hour. With the Department of Corrections, you're going to start out at the rate that we have right now, and within 10 years from now, you're going to be making 18 to 20 dollars more than you are than you are at that big box store. Not only that, the benefits, the retirements, the options that we have, retirement, you're guaranteed a retirement at 55, uh, two and a half percent of your salary if you buy up, never have to work again. I go to work for eight hours a day, stand there and talk with some of my best friends. Uh, 
watch the uh, inmate population, enforce the rules, and go home at the end of the day. All right, I think I'm going to be losing an executive producer, and he's going to be in a facility before we know it. Captain Denny Reichert, Supervisor of the DOC's Recruitment and Retention Division, thank you for joining us today. Thanks again to Captain Dennis Reichert. You can find more information about becoming a corrections officer with the DOC on our website, cor.pa.gov. And we're always posting information about career fairs on social media, at CorrectionsPA on Facebook and Twitter. For executive producer Kurt Bope, I'm Ryan Tarkowski. Thank you for listening to the Pennsylvania Prisons and Parole podcast. Until next time.